The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to Psalm 69, we continue looking at this Messianic Psalm where our Lord cries in agony of soul, victory of soul, and in glory of soul from the cross of Calvary. First, a word of prayer. Psalm 69, we'll begin reading with verse 22. Father, it is in Jesus' precious name that I come now asking for your grace and power to preach the word of the Lord. And I pray you would strengthen the hearts of those who listen, that the power of God would work and wield its influence in the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls. Thank you for Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, even the Almighty God. And it is in his powerful name I ask my prayer, amen and amen. Psalm 69, verse 22. Let their table become a snare before them, and that which should have been for their welfare, let it become a trap. Let their eyes be darkened, that they see not, and make their loins continually to shake. Pour out thine indignation upon them, and let thy wrathful anger take hold of them. Let their habitation be desolate, and let none dwell in their tents. For they persecute him whom thou hast smitten, and they talk to the grief of those whom thou hast wounded. Add iniquity unto their iniquity, and let them not come into thy righteousness. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living, and not be written with the righteous. These are sobering words, words of very strong meaning, words of great condemnation what are known to be songs or psalms and words of imprecation, where the psalmist evokes God to judge in wrath. 
Again, we have looked at this psalm in its messianic significance, seeing our Lord upon the cross. Recall verse 21, They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Look up Matthew 27, 34, 48, John 19, verses 29 and 30, Mark 15. Verse 23, there is no doubt that our Lord is upon the tree, and this psalm is prophesying of that hour when he would bear our sins in his own body upon the tree. We looked in verses 1 through 21 at the agony of his soul, where he suffered our shame. He was made to be our sin and was crushed under the load of our sin and all of its weight. He was crushed under the judgment of God in all of his wrath. But now the Lord is still on the cross, but he looks beyond his suffering. Many attribute these verses to the battle of Armageddon, that Christ is looking beyond the tree of his suffering to that time when he will be the victor at the battle of Armageddon, and the wrath of God will be poured out upon the enemies of God. We will say that in verses 22 through 25, the Lord definitely looks forward to the retribution of God. He is looking forward or looking beyond his present circumstance with that prophetic and pristine eye, the omniscience of God, he begins to recount when and how God will set all things right. You see, primarily, we must keep in mind our Lord Jesus and his tree, even Calvary. But there is also to be kept in mind our Lord Jesus and his terror. He is a God of judgment. And then, praise God, we must remember our Lord Jesus and his throne. First, the tree. Then, the terror for all those who have rejected Christ, rebelled against God, and refused to repent. But then, beyond the terror and the day of God's vengeance and God's wrath, there lies a throne. Yes, Christ will sit on the throne and establish his kingdom. So the Lord Jesus, there on the cross, looks forward to the time of retribution. In verses 22 through 25, you can find Psalm 69, verse 22 and 23, referenced in Romans chapter 11, verse number 9. There, in the context, we learn that God hath not cast away Israel forever. Their fall and their stumbling is but to bring about the salvation of the Gentiles, and thus their table has become a snare. Yes, what was for their welfare has become a trap. Their eyes have been darkened, and they see not. Their loins shake within them. God will one day take up his dealings with Israel again. 
and in indignation, God must take hold of them. He will judge those who reject Christ. He will save that remnant of Israel, and a nation shall be born again in a day. They will look on him whom they have pierced, and see the Son of God, and see Christ, the Messiah, the Savior. God will deal with Israel again. But then we see in verses 26 and 27 that the Lord Jesus looks forward or onward to the righteousness of God. He says, For they persecute him whom thou hast smitten, and they talk to the grief of those whom thou hast wounded. Add iniquity unto their iniquity, and let them not come into thy righteousness. There is nothing left but judgment for those who reject God and his righteousness. There's nothing left for the atheist who continues to deny God against even the voice of his own conscience, against that gnawing hunger and desire to be satisfied, knowing that there is an eternity, knowing that there is a creator. There's nothing left for him but to be rejected of God, for he has rejected God. There's nothing left for the drunkard, for the harlot, or even for the moral man, or for the good man, if you will, in the eyes of the world. There's nothing left for those who persecute, who talk to the grief of those who are wounded, but to be refused of God and disallowed to come into his righteousness. Christ, he looks forward to God's righteousness. Here, he sees victory, for the judge of all the earth will do right. But then verse 28, he looks forward to the recompense of God. He says, let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. God will recompense every man according to his deeds. Our judgment is according to our works. Whether we will be rewarded or whether we will be regretful as the children of God. And we will stand at the judgment seat of Christ. But the picture here, I believe, is not the judgment of the saved, of the righteous, but the great white throne judgment where the unrighteous or the wicked dead will be judged. And death and hell will deliver up the dead which are in them, the sea will give up the dead which is in it, and both small and great, all the wicked will stand before the Lord. And in that day, whosoever was not found written in the Lamb's book of life will be cast into the lake of fire. This is God's recompense. But then we find in the verses 29 through 36, that our Lord Jesus cries out in glory of soul. There is the sorrow of the Savior, verse 29, but I am poor and sorrowful. Let thy salvation, O God, set me upon high. He looks beyond the tree, beyond the terror, to the throne, and his sorrow is eclipsed. 
by the salvation of God. Then the song of the Savior. It is a song that praises God. Verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Tis a song that pleases God. This also shall please the Lord. Verse 31, it is a song that promotes God. Verse 32, the humble shall see this and be glad and your heart shall live that seek God. The Savior's sorrow, the Savior's song, but in verse 33, down through verse 36, we see the shout of the Savior. A word for all contrite people in verse 33, for the Lord heareth the poor and despiseth not his prisoners. A word for all created people looking again to the throne, to the millennial, to the kingdom, to the renewed earth. He said, let the heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moveth therein. But then a word for the chosen people, even Israel. For God will save Zion and will build the cities of Judah. The Lord will restore the nation of Israel. And in that day, in the kingdom, Jerusalem will be the center of the world, and Christ will be the ruler of all people. Praise God for his tree. Praise God for his terror. He is a righteous God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. But praise God for his throne. For God has set our Lord Jesus up on high. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's Word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, Brethren, pray for us.